word of the Lord. God's trying to tell you something, and you need to listen. And uh, this is part two, and uh, we're going to be looking at what we'll, what we'll do is we'll start in the Old Testament. And in Exodus, the 15th chapter, beginning at the 26th verse, uh, one of the things that I've learned is that God has a way of dealing with his people that does not change. He's got a way of dealing with his people. And even through the various uh, dispensations, and, and when I talk about a dispensation, I'm talking about a, a, a block in time uh, whereby God deals with those that he has called in a particular way. But there, but, but, but there is a constant that uh, you find from one age to another that has not changed. And uh, in Exodus 15 and 26, reading from the New King James Version, and it says there, and said, if you will diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, Give ear to his commandments and keep his statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I am the Lord who heals you. Uh, in Exodus here, God is speaking to the children of Israel, but I want you to notice what he says here, and, 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 and uh, the, the ability to hear God clearly has a direct bearing on our health. Amen. Yes. You hear what I'm saying? And I believe that there are many of us that are dealing with health challenges and, 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 and issues, and, and, and I believe that in part it's connected to our inability to listen to God clearly. All right, all right. So notice what he says there, and I said, if you will diligently heed the voice of the Lord, your God, and do. Not enough just to hear, but you've got to hear and do. What is right in his sight. Not what's right in our sight. Yeah. The Bible said there's a way to seem right to us. But it ends in death. But if we'll do what is right in his sight. And give ear to his commandments. And keep his statutes. God said I won't put the diseases on you. Which I brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord. Who heals you. God's trying to tell us something. And, 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 and I believe that as the people of God, we're operating and living uh, uh, beneath our privilege. Oh, yes. and, 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 and what has happened, uh, I believe we made the same mistake that the children of Israel did in the wilderness when uh, God first brought them out of Egypt. You were talking about that. When God first brought them out of Egypt, he said, I want them to come out from Egypt and, and, and I'm going to show them a certain amount and they're going to worship me. Hallelujah. 
And when God brought them out of Egypt and they went to that mountain and Moses went up on that mountain to uh, uh, commune and talk with God and there was thundering and lightning and, 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 the, and the children of Israel were saying, oh, this is a dreadful place. This is a dreadful place. Do you know what? When you're in your flesh and when you come in contact with the Spirit of God, uh, 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 sometimes it, it, it's different. And, and, and if you're not careful, your mind will talk you out of your blessing. They say it's a dreadful place. And, 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 and they told Moses, they said, look, look, we don't want to hear from God. You hear from God and we'll hear you. And you know what, I think that they didn't realize that God had desired that they be a nation of priests. But, 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 but what they did was they said, uh, we, we'll let somebody else hear from God for us and then we'll hear him. And I think sometimes we make the same mistake today. Thank God for leaders in the church. Thank God for fivefold ministry. But you know what some of us do? Some of us, we depend on the fivefold ministry and, and, and we depend upon our pastors and amen, our, our teachers and what have you. We expect them to hear from God and, and, and we become too lazy to hear God ourselves. Amen. And I believe it has a direct bearing on uh, the results that we're going to get. Amen. Because God's trying to tell us something that we need to listen. Let's move on. Uh, uh, Exodus 19 chapter. Not just one isolated portion of scripture, but in Exodus 19 and 5. It says, now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you will be a special treasure to me above all people. For all the earth is mine and you shall be to me a kingdom, a priest, a holy and a holy nation. And these are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. Notice again what I, what, what I, what I just inferred, amen, is pointed out here in Exodus 19. Amen. They didn't want to hear God, and so God talked to Moses, and God says, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure. Anybody want to, in, in the house, would, how would you like to be special in the sight of God? Oh, yeah. Is there anybody that want to be special? Amen. I think that, that, that's something that I would sign up for if I could be included among those that God sees as special. Oh, yeah. But notice he said, now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice, there's some conditions. See, some of us, we think we're special. But you're not special if you don't meet the condition. And the condition is, now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people. For all the earth is mine, but you and you shall be to me a kingdom, yes. a priest. Hallelujah. Do you know what a priest is? 
A priest has special status. I'm, I'm not talking about a Catholic priest. I'm, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about a priest. The, the, I'm talking about the priesthood of God. And and one of the things that a priest can do, a priest can go to God in behalf of another. Yes, Lord. He says that, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the children of Israel. God's trying to tell us something. Hallelujah. But we need to listen. Over in Deuteronomy, I'm, I'm, I'm showing you how even under the old covenant, under the old covenant, and, and they didn't even have the Holy Spirit, but yet God spoke to them through prophets and, 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 and how God required them to have a listening ear. Deuteronomy 28 and 2 said, And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Hallelujah. So, so, so in many instances, the key to whether we're blessed or not is how well we can hear what the Lord is saying. You all see what we're talking about here? Amen. Deuteronomy 28 and 2. Amen. Let's keep moving. Jeremiah 7 and 22. Jeremiah 7 and 22. God speaking through the prophet Jeremiah said, For I did not speak to your fathers or command them in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt concerning burnt offerings and sacrifices. God said, I didn't even bring up the subject of burnt offering and sacrifice. Verse 23, but this is what I commanded them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and you shall be my people. Walk in all the ways that I have commanded you, and it will be well with you. Y'all see that? God said, uh, I didn't talk about sacrifices and burnt offerings. Uh, I, I, I didn't even bring that up. That, 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 that wasn't, and, and, and you know what? Today, even today, people are into form and fashions of religion. You heard what I said? There are people that are into form and fashions of religion. And they've got the forms down, and they've got the fashions down, and, and what have you, but, but, but they don't have listening ears. God said, but this is what I commanded them saying, obey my voice, and I will be your God, and you shall be my people. Walk in all the ways that I commanded you, that it may be well with you. Verse 24, yet they did not obey or incline their ear, but they followed the counsels and the dictates of their evil hearts, and they went backwards and not forward. And you know what? That's what I see happening in the lives of uh, a lot of the people of God. Instead of going forward, they're going backwards. 
They're following the dictates of their own heart. And the Bible said, and I've said it before and I've said it again, there's a way that it seems right to us, but it ends up in death. Amen. God said, yet you did not obey or incline your ear. Do you know what it means to incline your ear? Now, when he talks about the ear, he's not just talking about the natural ear. He's talking about the heart. And, and, and you've got to have a certain heart attitude when it comes to the word of God. And to incline your ear means to uh, uh, approach God and what he's saying with a humble heart and a hearing heart. And he said there, because notice what he said, but they followed the counsels and the dictates of their evil hearts and went backwards and not forward. I, 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 I want to see Bethel go forward. Y'all hear what I said? I want to see this church go forward. Amen. I still believe there's hope for this church. I still believe there's a plan that God has for this church. I still believe that God brought us, amen, to this city, and he's got a plan and a purpose. And in order for that plan and purpose, both corporately and individually to take place, we've got to have a heart that is sensitive and spiritual ears that are open because God's trying to tell us something. Amen. And we need to get ourselves in the position that we can listen. Let's go to the New Testament. I've been reading those verses in the Old Testament. And uh, the importance of, 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 of hearing and obeying God. And, uh, you know, say, well, you know, that was to Israel. Well, what, I, what I'd like to say is that God has a way of dealing with his people and God hasn't changed. And uh, I believe we have a greater responsibility as New Testament believers than even the, than they did in the Old Testament. I believe that God requires some of the same things. And I'm going to show you from the word of God in uh, the book of John, John 10 and 2. Notice what the, these are the words of Jesus. They said, but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. All right, now who is the great shepherd? Jesus is the great shepherd. So notice it says, but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. And to him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear, what do the sheep hear? They hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. It's interesting, uh, you see over in the Middle East, Jesus is, is, is using the picture of a shepherd. Yes. And the way that the shepherd manages the sheep, the shepherd does not drive the sheep. Yes, Lord. 
you don't drive sheep. Uh, the shepherd, uh, uh, and, 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 and the other thing that I, I found out about sheep, sheep have poor eyesight. Their eyesight is not the best. But one thing that the sheep have is they've got good hearing. And the sheep follow the voice or the whistle of the shepherd. There's a certain sound. Say that with me. There's a certain sound. There's a certain sound, There's a certain sound that the shepherd makes that the sheep recognize. And they follow that sound. The other thing that I notice Jesus says here is he says he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. I'm going to get to some principles that I'm going to have to write down in just a moment. But uh, let's continue. John uh, 10, 4 through 5. He said, and when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice, yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. You know, the sad thing is that we live in a day and time in which many of the people of God are so uninitiated and so we're to the point to where we're not, we haven't focused on uh, uh, discerning the voice of the Lord. And, and you got a lot of confused Christians. You got a lot of confused Christians that are following a lot of different voices and being led astray by strangers. And brothers and sisters, it ought not be so. Because Jesus says, Amen. Uh, uh, there, the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Yeah. Jesus expects us to know his voice. Yes. Amen. And not to follow the voice of strangers. You all with me? I say God's trying to tell us something. Oh, yes. And we need to listen. So let's talk about uh, some of the aspects of hearing the voice of God. Let's talk about some of the aspects of hearing the voice of God that, that, that we find in the scripture. And, and, and the first aspect that I uh, am able to discern from the scripture is number one, when we hear the voice of God, it's personal. Say that with me, it's personal. Person. Notice he said he knows them by their name calls them by their name. It's personal. It's personal. There are some things that are going on in your life that God is too intelligent to tell me about your business. He, 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 we serve an intelligent God. Amen. Now, now, uh, if you don't listen, and if you just, you're going to be hard-headed, amen, God's going to try to get a message through to you, but God is not going, there are certain things that are going on in, 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 in all of our lives that are personal. Yes. Look at your neighbor and say, it's personal. It's 
And, and, and what we need to understand is that, that one of the aspects of hearing the voice of God is that God, uh, if we hear him, he will speak to us on a personal level. Amen. Oh, yeah. He will call you by your name. Samuel. Samuel. Yep. Anybody remember that? Yep. Old Testament? Samuel. Samuel. And, and Samuel thought it was Eli calling. Yes, Eli, what, what, what do you want? I heard you calling me. Eli, I haven't called you. Go back to bed. Samuel. Samuel. Gets back up again. Eli, did, did you call me? No, I didn't call you. You're hearing somebody call you? Well, the next time, say, speak, Lord. That's certain listen. It's hearing. You see, it's personal. And God is saying something, but we've got to have a heart to hear. And notice, God didn't finish the message to Samuel until Samuel acknowledged and said, uh, Thy servant uh, uh, is here and, and, and I'm willing to hear. So the aspects of, 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 of hearing God is number one, is personal. Number two, is intangible. What do I mean by intangible? It's, it, it, it's hard to put in a box. It's hard to uh, grasp. It's hard sometimes when God is speaking to you, many times it's hard to explain to somebody else it makes sense. Anybody listening to me? Anybody ever been there where, where God began to deal with you about something and is speaking to you and, 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 and you're trying to explain it and and, 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 and you know what? It's hard to explain. Yeah. And sometimes it almost seemingly don't make sense to the natural man. Oh, yes. uh, it's hard to get a grasp on it because it's personal and it means something to you. And, and what it means to you, it might not mean to somebody else. It's intangible. And you know what? Uh, I think that there are a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to make a blanket indictment, but there are a lot of people that get off. You know, because you'll have people say, oh, God told me to do this, and God told me, and they, they get off on the deep end, and, and they come up with some ridiculous stuff. And, and, and I think what happened, the church got, uh, many in, in the church got uh, frustrated with dealing with folk that was coming off the deep end, and so they just said, "Look, we shutting this down." And 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 the only uh, 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 you know we 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 we, we gonna they, they they shut out the voice of God speaking to His people. And what they didn't realize is that uh, yeah, it made it. Less messy. It made it less messy. But but now you got a church that's clean and straight, but no anointing. Oh, yeah. And no revelation. 
with a form and a fashion, but no power. That's trying to tell us something. We need to listen. So, so when they, the aspects of hearing God is, is personal, it's intangible, and it is present in time. Say that with me. It's present in time. Present in time. You see, the thing about God, when God speaks, uh, God is in the present. Amen. Now, God can see the past and he can see the future. But, but God operates in the now. Anybody listening to me? And what God's word, when God speaks to you, uh, God will speak to you in the moment, in the now. Now, one of the things uh, that I, I've noticed, anybody, is, is there anybody here that uh, has had God speak to them? I'm taking your hands up. I want to see. Is it, have you had God speak to you and you knew it was God? All right? It's an interesting thing about when God speaks a word to you uh, and time passes, but that word will stay fresh. And if you bring it back to your remembrance about what God said, it will take you back into that moment. Anybody understand what I'm saying? It will take you back into that moment when you, because God's word is now. An example that I, I, I would give would be, um, you know how certain songs will take you back. A, a, a song that you identified with, a song that you like, a song that uh, was popular during a certain period of time in your life. And if that song plays on the radio and you hear it, some of those same feelings will come yeah. back. Yeah. Amen. Anybody? It, it, it takes you back to the moment. Yeah. Do, you, do you get what I'm talking about? Yeah. God's word, when we have an ear to hear it, is a right now word. It is in the present time. And, 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 and I can give you an example from scripture that will help. Uh, in Exodus, the third chapter, verse 13 through 14, uh, when uh, it says, Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent you. See, the thing about God, God is not a God that, that, that of the past, he, 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 God's not in time. He's a, when they say he's a right now God, 
God lives in the eternal moment. It is, it is, that, that, and, and so when, when Moses said, well, when they asked me, who sent me? The God of their fathers, what is his name? God said, tell them, I am. Do y'all hear that? I am. I am. Not I will be. Not I was. But I am. And so when we hear a word from God, it is a right now word. It is a, in the, it, it's in the present tense. It is a word, oh my God. Hallelujah. And you know what? It's interesting. There are times when God will give you a word about your future. But when God says it, it's all, he says it as if it's right now. That's, stop and think about that for a minute. I say God will give you a word that you have to walk into and, and, and it takes time to develop. But when God speaks, God doesn't speak, will be. God speaks as if it is right now. You, you all want me to give an example of it? You all remember Gideon? When he was sneaking? Uh, to thresh some grain on the, you know, on the slide and uh, uh, afraid of the Midianites and, and, and he's sneaking at night to try to thresh some grain and, uh, uh, under the cover of darkness and the angel of the Lord said, mighty man of valor. Get in, look around and talk about it. Yeah, who are you talking about? Ain't no mighty man of valor here. My family is the least in effort. And I'm the youngest. But you know, when, when, when God gives you a word, it is in the now. And, 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 and God sees your future, but when he speaks to you, he speaks to you in the now, in the present. And you know what? That's what trips us up sometimes because uh, we don't we don't understand how God operates, and God will tell us something, and and and, and it, it it just sounds fantastic. And God and and, and, and we'd be looking for it to happen, and, and and what we didn't realize is that God is in the moment, and when you're talking to Him, it's in the moment. But then when you get back in time, you got to walk it out in faith. God's trying to tell you something. But you got to listen. Uh, let's talk about the results. Let's talk about a result of hearing God's voice. Let's talk about a result of that, of hearing God's voice. A result of hearing God's voice. Romans 10 and 17. So then, faith comes. By hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Say that with me. So then, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. You know what? Sometimes a lot of us, we uh, 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 feel inadequate because we think we don't have enough faith. 
we feel inadequate because we think that our faith is small. But I, I got good news for you. Amen. You might feel inadequate and might think you don't have enough faith, but I, 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 I got news. Faith comes. My God. So it don't matter what you don't have. Faith comes. Amen. It will come. How does it come? It comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So a result of hearing God's voice is that it produces faith. Y'all hear that? A result of hearing God's voice is that it produces faith. And, 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 and we need more faith in the church. That's why when, 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 when preachers... Uh, try to lock out and, and, and say, you know, you know just, you know, uh, uh, read your Bible. You know what? And, 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 and I'm not trying to be sacrilegious, but, but I'm going to make a statement that's true. The Bible didn't say faith come by reading the, the Bible. It said faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God. It, and, 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 and people wonder, and, and you wonder why there's such a lack of faith in the church. is because a, ears are closed, their spiritual ears are closed. Amen. They don't have the heart attitude, and there's some who don't even, it, it never comes across their mind that God has anything to say to them. They don't even have their receivers on So the word of God is letting us know then that a result of hearing God's voice is that it produces faith. Now, we need to get into a discussion about the distinction between Logos and Rhema. Two Greek words. And they refer to, and, 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 and we need to understand the distinction as to why uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And uh, we're going to talk about the distinction between logos and rhema. Now, these are two Greek terms that are translated the word. But they're more comprehensive than just the word. And, and, and we're going to get into that. Uh, let's talk about Logos for a minute. Logos is a comprehensive word. And it, 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 it means the mind of God or the counsel of God. It is, it is uh, the, the, the full repository of the counsel of God, of the wisdom of God, of the mind of God, of the word of God. It's the full repository. Break it down into uh, like computer terms. Uh, you all know in a computer, a little bit, some of you know, you know that a computer has a hard drive. And 
the information that's on that computer is stored in the hard drive. All right? Well, try to imagine if there was a hard drive that was big enough to contain the counsel of God. Man, that's hard to imagine. Uh, you know, he spoke this universe into existence. But, but, but I'm trying to put it in a, in a, in a sense you can understand. So, so in a computer, the repository of the information that that, that that computer has is contained in the hard drive. Now, when that computer is operating, that computer, when you turn it on, it operates with what's called a cache memory. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It, it, that, that computer has a cache memory. And when I say cache, it's uh, C-A-S-H-E, I believe. C-H-E? Okay. C-H-E. The cache memory is a, is a memory that is outside of the hard drive, but it contains information that was in the hard drive so that when you turn the computer on or you try to execute and do something, that the computer doesn't have to go all the way back to the hard drive and the hard drive, but it, it, it's right there that you can access and operate almost instantaneously. Okay? You're a little bit, am, am, am I telling the truth? Okay. So, what I'm trying to say, when we talk about the logos, we're talking about the mind of God, the, the, the full counsel of God. And we need to understand the difference. In, in, in John 1 and 1, in John 1 and 1, it said in the beginning was the Lotus. Let me get to it right here. John 1 and 1, it said, in the beginning was the Logos, or the Word. Yeah. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He was in the beginning with God. Yeah. And all things were made through Him, and without Him was nothing made that was made. In Him was life. And the light was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehends it not. So in John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the Logos. Yeah. And what that tells us is that Jesus is the very embodiment of the full counsel of God. Yeah. He, he is Logos personified. That's why Jesus told the disciples... When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Yeah. Y'all with me now? Yeah. So I'm, I'm talking about the distinction between Logos and Rhema. 
and, and, and the scripture uh, describes uh, the Logos in Psalms 119, 89 through 90. And in 119, Psalms 119, 89, it says there, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven, and your faithfulness endures to all generations. You establish the earth and it abides. Amen. Say that with me. Forever. Forever. Your, word your word is set in heaven. In other words, I, I use the description of the hard drive. So, so the hard drive that contains the counsel of God, just, just using it as an example, is forever settled and it's in heaven. The Logos. Jesus is the embodiment of the Logos of God. Amen. The full counsel of God. And it is so massive and so great that it's no way we can comprehend it. Hallelujah. So, so have you got an idea, have I been able to paint a picture of uh, what the Logos is? And there are times in the uh, New Testament where it talks about the word and it's referring to the word as the Logos. All right, now, let's talk about rain. Thank you. Let's talk about rain. We need to understand rain. Yeah. The Bible said, out of all you get, and get an understanding. And if we understand the distinction between these two words, it's going to help us. All right, now, rhema, when we talk about rhema, when Jesus was being tempted by Satan, and he uh, uh, was uh, talking to Jesus, and he said, make these stones into bread. In Matthew 4 and 4, Jesus answered and said, but he answered and said, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. And in that text, where you see every word, it's not the Greek word logos. But it is, the, it is translated from the Greek word rhema. So what Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, every rhema that proceedeth from the mouth of God. Hallelujah. So, so to be able to understand the difference and the distinction and this is, notice what Jesus said. This is what we live by. This is, this is what we live. This is how we operate. You remember I told you the rhema of God is so massive. The, the whole counsel of God. It's, it's so huge. It's forever settled in heaven. But so what God does is God recognizes that I need a word 
that's going to help me today. I need a word that's personal. I need a word that is tailored to my situation and my circumstance. I need a word, amen. I don't need the, the logos of God. It's so massive that I wouldn't be, but, but, but from the logos, God apportions a cash, a rhema. Uh, 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 a, a rhema that is speaking to my situation, your situation. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And notice what he said here. Man shall not live by bread alone, but we live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Yes. Now, Jesus compares the rhema to bread. Bread represents that which we take into our body to sustain uh, life. But also, Jesus taught us, amen, in the disciples' prayer, he taught us, give us what? This day. What? Our daily bread. Unless you're fasting, you need nourishment every day. Now, if you connect the two together, what, you're, what, 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 what it begins to, if, if you can connect the two things together, you'll begin to get insight that God has a word for his people every day. Amen. Let, let, let me make it even more personal than that. God has a word for you and a word for me at a minimum daily. Because he taught us, give us this day our daily bread. And then Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone, but he lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So what that lets me know is that God has a rhema word for his people on a daily basis. And you know what? Some of us, we, we weren't expecting it. We, we, we didn't realize that we had the privilege of it. And we've been operating, and the Bible told us, it said, acknowledge him in all your ways, and he'll direct your path. Some of us, we didn't know to get it when we got up in the morning to say, God, what is the word for today? Amen. Lord, what's your word for today? And I believe that if we would incline uh, our hearts and have, you know, he said, he who have ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. Well, uh, in, in some of the messages that we're going to do after this, we're going to talk about how to hear his voice. But, but, but let, me, uh, let me give you a synopsis of it. Uh, you all remember when Solomon was first made king? That's right. Young, young man, and, and, and God came to him and said, what, what do you want me to do for you? Yeah. What, what, what do you want me to do for you? And Solomon said, I'm young, and I don't know how to go in and out among the people. He said, Lord, uh, I need your wisdom in order to uh, 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 be 
the king, I, I, need, the, I need your wisdom. And you know what he said? What he said, please God. And, and, and so uh, what Solomon, early on, now after a while, he let some of them wives and, 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 and what happened get, get go to his head and he ended up messing up. But uh, in the very beginning, Solomon had a, 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 a heart that was sensitive. He had a heart that was sensitive to God. And because of the attitude of his heart, he was able to hear what God had to say. And, and, and he led Israel to one of the most uh, 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 magnificent times uh, uh, in their history under the leadership of Solomon because he had a sensitive heart to hear. Now what's the opposite of a sensitive heart? Uh, it's a callous heart. God calls it a callous heart. And, 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 and what happened another time in Israel is that uh, their heart became hard. And because their heart became hard and callous, uh, they weren't able to hear what God was saying. And they fell into judgment. God's trying to tell us something. And, 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 and I don't know about you, but it just blows my mind when I started studying and I found out that God has a rhema word for me daily. For me daily. Can you imagine uh, if we would take out time and, 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 and be sensitive uh, before we make decisions, before we jump into different things or go here, go there. You know what? Uh, I, I don't know about you, but a lot of times I start out and I say, well, I'm going to get this done, this done, this done, this done. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. And you start out with the intentions of getting a whole lot done. And then by the time the day is over with, number one, you're looking at where did the time go? And did I accomplish anything? And sometimes, rather than make money, amen, money's going out and ain't no money coming in. Anybody listening to me? That's why I believe that we need that that God is saying something. And as his children. Now, now you remember, uh, he, he talked about some conditions. In, 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 in the verses that we were talking about there, uh, there were some conditions. It's not enough just to hear his voice. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Just because God is speaking and you start listening, just because you hear it, but notice there, he said, and if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep his statutes. Number one, there's a promise I'm getting from that, that amen, I, if I start listening to God uh, on a daily basis, I believe I'm going to be more healthy. Amen. He said, none of the diseases. Do you also, y'all get that one? And then uh, in, uh, see if I can change, in Exodus 19.5, now therefore you will obey my voice and keep my covenant. Very important. He is a covenant-keeping God. 
if we're going to be the people of God, uh, uh, there is a, we are new covenant believers. And you can't live any kind of way and expect God uh, to have a right word. That's what, so he said, now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. Yes, Lord. Amen. And, 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 and that's a promise. That's a promise. God's trying to tell us something. We need to listen. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. We need to listen. Yes. And we're going to see more faith in this church. Amen. We're going to see more faith in this church. Did you get anything from the word today? Amen.
operating like and realize that when you come back in time, you got to walk it out on faith.